You're watching The Sports Objective, the podcast for pirates. What is going on, Pirate Nation? Welcome into The Sports Objective. You're listening to the podcast version of On Deck, which is our preview of the 21st annual Keith LeClaire Classic. The Pirates are welcoming the Purdue Boilermakers, Cal State Fullerton Titans, and the Southeastern Louisiana Lions to Clark LeClaire this weekend for this annual event. Play will get underway on Friday for East Carolina. Two o'clock first pitch against the Purdue Boilermakers out of the Big Ten. Purdue is six and two. The Boilermakers took three of four on opening weekend down in Sugarland, Texas, from the Stody Brook Seawolves. And last weekend they were in Holly Springs, North Carolina, where they took three of four from the George Mason Patriots. They're averaging right at ten runs per game and have not scored less than six in any contest thus far. On Saturday, the Pirates will square off with Jason Dietrich, former ECU pitching coach, and the Cal State Fullerton Titans. The Titans are 4-3, and three, won a series at Stanford to start the season, then dropped two out of three to the Fresno State Bulldogs before <clears throat> winning a midweek game against the Loyola Marymount Lions 6-4 to four before heading to Greenville. And then on Sunday... It will be Bobby Barbier's Southeastern Louisiana Lions, a very tradition-rich program. However, Coach Barbier's in his first season there in Hammond, Louisiana, after coming over from Northwestern State, leaving his alma mater to guide this tradition-rich program at Southeastern Louisiana. But without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive into our interviews. First, we caught up with Jason Dietrich, Dietz, the former Pirate pitching coach in 2020 and 2021 did so much in the development with Gavin Williams, of course, now a standout with the Cleveland Guardians. Let's go to that conversation with Deets right now. This weekend, the Keith LeClaire Classic will be taking place at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Uh, it's hard to believe that this is now over 20 years for this event. But um, one of the teams participating, the Pirates, on Saturday at 3.30 will be taking on the Fullerton Titans. And, of course, a very familiar face guiding that Fullerton program, former East Carolina pitching coach Jason Dietrich. Coach Dietrich, welcome into the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And obviously, East Carolina fans fired up about this event, as always, and the Pirates coming off a series win against the 15th-ranked North Carolina Tar Heels. But uh, your ball club off to a three and three start uh, opening weekend. Um, right out of the gates, you went to Palo Alto and took two out of three from the Stanford Cardinal. Yeah, it was uh, you know it was good. I think you know the crazy thing is we got a doubleheader for the first day, you know that Friday. So you're not really the guys aren't really in shape for that. But it's baseball, so it was a great opportunity. Um, I thought we played well there. Uh, they're pretty similar to us in regards to they lost a lot of their players uh, in regards to position players and pitchers, and so I think we're both. Both teams are trying to figure out who we are and how we can, you know, put the best lineup and figure out our pitching and all that stuff. So it was good. It was a good weekend. Unfortunately, we had a little rough one this last weekend against Fresno State, but they're they're a good baseball team. Before we dive into this uh, 2024 club a little bit more, um, just tell us about what your first couple years have been like there in Fullerton. Obviously, you've been a West Coast guy prior to getting the pitching coach job at East Carolina one season in Greenville and then uh, – this opportunity came along. Tell us just about how, how those first couple seasons have gone. Year one took some lumps, but then last year you were in a regional at Stanford. 
Yeah, it was, you know, I, I coached here in 2013 to 2016, and uh, we were blessed to um, go to four uh, regionals, uh, two super regionals and one trip to Omaha. Um, and if people don't know Fullerton, it's, uh, you know, it's a really base, baseball tradition, uh, rich program. Uh, a lot of, there's been about 73, 74 guys that made the big leagues from this program. Uh, there's four national championships, uh, 18 times they've been in the college world series. So a lot of tradition and history here. And so, uh, coming back, you know, I was, I was gone away for a while. I was at Oregon for three years, then at ECU for two years. So, you know, I still followed them and see how they did, but coming back, um, the first year, a lot of guys left. Uh, we had to do a quick evaluation of what our roster was like and who stayed back and incoming recruits and all that. So it was a year, um, you know, you hear it, 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 it is a rebuild, so to speak, because a lot of players weren't here. Uh, we had to evaluate the, the roster, like I was saying. And so uh, we had some tough, it, we, it was tough the first year, to be honest with you, getting to know the guys, where the program was at, uh, and we had to steal our culture. And so that takes time, as people know, there's a process to it. Um, but that first year was rough. It, it was rough. Um, but we learned, uh, we did the best we could, uh, at the end of the year, we made a lot of tough decisions, uh, moved on from some players. And then we brought in, um, like 20, I think two guys. Uh, and it was great. Last year was awesome. It was a fun group of guys, uh, to be around, you know, it's fun and how they competed came in every day to work. And then we made it back to the regionals and this program, it's not about making the regionals. It's about getting to Omaha and compete for a national championship. But it's a step forward, and we were proud of the way our guys did that. We had four guys drafted. Um, but the one thing is we lost a lot of those guys, whether it be drafted or uh, they were done with their uh, college careers, uh, position player-wise, and then we lost you know three big pitchers. Uh, but then again, we had to bring in a big class again this year, and that's where we're kind of trying to figure out who we are and uh, roles for all the positions. We have three returning guys, position player-wise, and then we have about four guys that had a lot of innings last year. So. It's, it's a patient process, uh, but we knew that there'd be a time would come, and this is it, where we have to just be patient, help them grow and develop, and go out there and compete, and then we can evaluate, uh, honestly, on a game-to-game basis and a weekly basis to figure out uh, who we are and how we can continuously move forward. Yeah, tell us a little bit more about this year's roster. You and I were discussing briefly off the air, you know, just about some of that turnover, Coach Godwin and some – Local interviews over the last few weeks, you know, and he referenced on saying, he, you know, he'd spoken with you, I guess, just prior to the season and that uh, he was joking, saying that perhaps you, you were sandbagging a bit because you guys went and took two out of three from Stanford and he's just kind of laughing. But um, I, you said it's certainly not the case that you I mean, you wish it was. But um, yeah, no, you. it's uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go yeah, on. no, that's I was telling you earlier, I wish it was sandbagging. I wish I could sandbag and say, hey, this, this and this. Um, but I'm not. It's just uh, like I said, it's we're playing a lot of guys that haven't played a lot, um, whether it be they transferred in for their high school or their JC or a portal guy. Um, so we don't have a lot of experience in that, in that aspect, division one at bats or playing time uh, or innings or what have you. So it's just we're trying to figure out who, who these guys are and they just have to go play and we have to help educate them. Because uh, a lot of them, like I said, they don't have a lot of playing experience. And so, you know, in the baseball world, that's huge, especially in college baseball. Uh, so we just got to be patient with them, help educate them. Uh, we're going to give a lot of guys uh, opportunities. And at the end of the day, as coaches, we're just wanting guys to show consistency. And we always say who's going to who wants to win jobs and the guys that can be more consistent are the guys that play the most, you know, uh, position player wise. And then pitching, too. Like I said, we have a lot of just a lot of inexperience. And that's 
it is what it is. And we're not using that as an excuse or anything. It's just part of us figuring out how we can continue to grow and get better and help these guys understand and be in situations that they've never been in before in regards to playing. So they have to learn from them uh, to help them keep growing. And so we can keep growing as a team and hopefully get to where we need to be come conference time. And that's why we have a challenging schedule is because we want to see where we're at. Tell us about your lineup um, you know, and give us a, uh... In the thumbnail sketch, you know, some of your, your top performers thus far, obviously we're only six games into the season. Um, you know, I, I notice you know, names like Lopez, uh, Guzman, Wallace, and those, those been some of your uh, top performers at the plate thus far. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, uh, Eli Lopez, he's a scrappy little infielder that plays you know, all three positions. He can put tough at-bats together. Um, again, he's a guy that doesn't play that much, but he competes at a high level. Uh, hopefully he can continuously, you know, put those quality at bats together. Colby Wallace is a guy that was here last year. He had some at bats. You're gonna look at him. He looks, you know, he's he does the eye test. He's a big physical left-handed bat, um, but he still needs to figure some things out. He had a good weekend at Stanford, and this last weekend, Fresno pitchers did a good job of, of kind of pitching uh, pitching to him, and he struggled a little bit. But that's baseball, right? You're not always gonna just do good things. So obviously that's the expectations, but uh, you know, baseball's tough. So uh, we're excited about him. Uh, Moy Guzman is another guy that's returning um, that, you know, he's plays the outfield. He plays with energy and passion. Um, but again, he's got some things that he needs to get a little better at and he knows, but we love how he goes about uh, playing. Maddox Lotta uh, is a returning guy. He's kind of one of our most experienced guy. He's really good little ball player. He's playing shortstop this year. He played second for us last year, uh, plus baseball IQ. Um, his dad's a renowned hitting uh, guru, works with a lot of big league guys. So he has a good feel and good baseball uh, pedigree. So he's another guy that we're excited. Um, and then Jack Haley is another returner guy that, you know, he's done his best at the plate. He struggles a little bit, but he plays unbelievable defense. Plays played short last year for us, um, playing third for us this year. Uh, but he's gotten better uh, at the plate. Uh, but like any guy, he just continues to want them to continuously prove little by little. Uh, and there's other guys we're trying to figure out who can do what. Um, you know, Luke Mastoni at first. Uh, but that, like I said, he's – working on things. We're trying to figure out who our catchers are going to be. We have two guys kind of platooning right now. Um, you know, DH kind of rotating. We have a freshman who really like named Marcos Rosales. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's been injured, but he's been, you know, I think he can DH until he gets his body and his arm healthy. Uh, but he's a guy that we like that has huge potential. Um, and he's a guy that we feel like can, you know, help us uh, defensively and offensively also. So, um, that's kind of it for now. But like I said, tomorrow when we play LMU, we're going to probably um, play some guys that haven't played that much this year to see kind of what they can do. And like I said, it's going to be uh, a lot of experimenting, so to speak, to figure out who can do what and how we can have a consistent lineup. You know, obviously you have your stereotype, so to speak, as far as in the West Coast style of play. And as I mentioned, you've been a West Coast guy. You also spent 2020 and 2021 uh, with East Carolina and, uh, you know, the way the, the coach Godwin and his staff like to do things uh, offensively. So, you know, if you're able to play the way you want to play, you know, what, what should uh Fullerton Titan baseball look like? Well, from an offense perspective, it's, it's similar to coach Godwin's. We like to be aggressive. We don't, we'll small ball. We need a small ball, which I challenge the defense. Uh, we want to work hard to get, you know, extra bases, whether it be, you know, on a base hit, hard turns, going, you know, first to second on a dirt ball, first to third on a base hit. Uh, we just want to be aggressive in everything we do, uh, but we want to be fundamentally sound. And that's the one thing that kind of hurt us this last weekend is our, we had a lot of base running blunders. 
a little disappointing because that's kind of stuff that we take a lot of pride in. Um, but things that we'll have to iron out and get better. Um, we're not going to be, we're not going to hit you out of the yard. We'll have some guys that can run in some balls here and there, but we have to be kind of a station to station offense, so to speak. And we need to put some uh, more pressure on the defense and that, whether that be, you know, drag, push, sack, uh, hit and run. Uh, that's, that's something we have to continuously work at to figure out who can do what. But that's kind of what our style is going to be. Uh, fortunately, we have to get better at it because right now, like I said, we're kind of, showed some signs, but then this last weekend, like I said, we just got kind of uh, humbled a little bit in certain areas that we need to, to clean up in regards to our, our offense. Let's shift over and, and talk about your pitching staff and tell us what you have returning from a year ago and uh, what's your weekend rotation been like through the first two weekends. Um, we've had Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, Christian Rodriguez has been our Friday guy. He was out last year. He had Tommy John. He was here my first year. Um, he heard it uh, during a game his first year, so he didn't pitch all last year. He's coming back. He's, he, he throws a lot of strikes, big kid, um, and he's got hit a little bit this last weekend. Uh, but he's a kid that, you know, like I say, he's still coming back. He's feeling good. Uh, his experience, because he was a weekend starter for us two years ago. So hopefully he stays healthy and continues to go out there and improve and get the experience needed. Uh, we have a guy named Kai Negretti. He's a transfer kid out of the University of San Diego. Um, he's pitched well the last couple weekends. He's a left-hander. Uh, he's done pretty good. He didn't pitch that much at, you know, at the University of San Diego, so we're still just being patient with him in this process, but we like how he competes uh, and gets after in the mound. Then we have a freshman named Chad Gurney that's pitched the last two weekends. Um, he's just a guy that's going to compete. Another guy, just three pitches for strikes, uh, fills the strike zone up. Uh, I think the one thing we have done pretty good is play good defense. Uh, so that's one thing we preach to our pitchers is you know we want them to be aggressive in the zone and uh, pitch to contact because we have guys behind him that can field the ball. So uh, those are the three starters uh, that will be this weekend for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, then we have a lot of just a lot of new guys. Uh, our main experienced guys are Jason Blood, Peyton Jones, and Seth Tomzak. Um, they're the one of the most experienced in regards to innings for us that are you know that have come back, and we count them out of the pen uh, because we have so many new guys and so many freshmen and JC guys um, or guys that are returning that didn't pitch that much. So it's just the inexperienced piece. And that's what we're trying to navigate right now and figure out who can do what. So tomorrow playing LMU, we'll throw a lot of guys to get them out there and have the experience. And we're still trying to figure out some jobs, but it's kind of in a nutshell what our, our pitching is like as of now. Defensively, granted small sample size, but 987, uh, obviously that's stellar. Uh, so um, what are your thoughts there as far as how – how your team's fielded it thus far. Yeah, I think they've done a great job. Like I said, uh, to kind of echo it again, is our infield play has been really good. Um, and then the outfielders have done a good job. Like I said, uh, you know, catchers uh, working hard behind the plate. Um, you know, so I, I think we've done solid enough there. It's just, you know, it's just uh, our offense has struggled a little bit. And then a couple of games are pitching struggled. So it's been, you know, we're just trying to work to find some consistency with our with our team. And that takes a little time, as everyone knows. I wish it was just kind of overnight, but, you know, uh, until they get out there and compete and, and go, you know, experience the game, um, only that will let us know where we're at and how it continuously uh, can get better. You noted a couple minutes ago that, that on Tuesday you play Loyola Marymount, um, and then you guys will be headed out to Greenville and Clark LeClaire Stadium for the Keith LeClaire Classic. Um, obviously, you have that relationship with Coach Godwin, so I'm sure that's the, the main thing, but um, just – Talk about how this 
came to be and um, you guys playing in the LeClaire Classic this weekend and just the opportunity that provides for your club, you know, and the way it can help you grow up, you know, and obviously accomplish what you want to accomplish when the postseason rolls around going into such a, a hostile environment. Yeah, and it's great. I talked to Coach Palumbo, I think it was about a year ago, um, you know, because scheduling is important. Uh, and he was talking about the Cleveland Claire, and I'm like, hey, uh, you know, do you have any open spots? And we talked about it. And he goes, yeah, let's, let's figure this out and get it done. And I was excited, obviously, wanting to come back. Um, and I want our guys to experience what it's like to be in an environment uh, with a passionate uh, fan base and how they challenge you, um, the challenge of the opponent. And they're, they're the huge weapon for the home team, for the Pirates. Uh, and, and that's just what it can will you to a win for the Pirates, as we all know, because of the belief and just how loud it gets and the support they give you. And our guys need to experience that because, like you said, that's important. Uh, and having a challenging schedule and go to places like ECU uh, is important for our guys to, first of all, just to just to experience that. A lot of guys, some guys have never flown before on our team. So having to go across, you know, from coast to coast to go to, you know, Greenville, it's going to be something that they're really going to appreciate. And that's why I told them, like, you guys need to just really relish this. You need to enjoy it and you need to just kind of be appreciative of playing some, you know, three great opponents, but obviously Saturday is going to be special too. So it's going to be packed playing East Carolina top program, in the nation. Um, so that's the stuff that you want our, your players to experience at a high level. So when they get, it's like just the playing experience right now, we're wanting them to, to do, but obviously the traveling part and being in a hostile environment, uh, it's going to be fun for them. And I, I know they'll appreciate it. Yeah. Coach Godwin, <clears throat> excuse me, coach Godwin um, on Sunday, following that 10 to nine victory over North Carolina that, really got crazy in the final three and a half to four innings. I uh, went from a pitcher's duel into a shootout um, where nobody could get the other team out. But, um, yeah, in, in the post game, you know, Cliff stated that if we were in Chapel Hill, I honestly do not know if we win this game, just talking about the impact of Pirate Nation and uh, the jungle 6,017, a, a school record crowd. That's pretty special. That's I saw some of the tweets and I saw the walk off and and just hearing how loud it gets there. It's just like I said, it kind of made me reflect back on the what was it in twenty one when we had the regional there and uh, we beat Charlotte, made that comeback. Right. That place was rocking, and then when we beat uh, Maryland to go to the Supers against Vanderbilt, it was just loud. And it's just you don't you know not until you're there. Like Cliff even said, he goes, "Hey, Deets, when when we're hosting a regional, you're gonna see how how loud and fun it gets here." And I was like, I can't wait. And it was just spot on because I was like, God, this place is not. I can only imagine what yesterday was like, especially against, you know, UNC. And and I'm telling you, that's that's a huge home field advantage when you have those people pulling for you and just those players just feed off that. So it's fun. I believe it was Matt Bridges, perhaps, um, but a member or two of, of that uh, 2021 team that you referenced was talking about that Charlotte comeback and just how it seemed like, the, the ground was shaking. It was so loud. Uh, it was. It was. And Matt Bridges, I still talk to him and numerous other players, uh, especially young men. But, yeah, it was fun to see him finish that game off against Maryland. But, yeah, that Charlotte place, it was rocking. And an experience that was pretty fun. Final thing for you, um, you referenced your stops, um, obviously, in addition to East Carolina, Oregon, previously Cal State, Fullerton. So, sure, this is your third year now as head coach, but – how did all those experiences you know, tell us a little about what you took from each of those stops that you've kind of blended into your own style there at Fullerton? 
Yeah, it's a good question. You know, I was five years, I think my, this is my 17th year overall coaching in Division One at five years at UC, Ir- UC Irvine. Um, each place is special in, in its own uh, ways because I was blessed to be around two Hall of Fame coaches. And I, I think, you know, Coach Godwin and, and Rick Vanderhoek, who will be Hall of Fame coaches down the road. Um, so to be around really four unbelievable head coaches, uh, Mike Gillespie, you know, uh, Rick Vanderhoek, uh, George Horton and Cliff Godwin. Uh, I just, they're all different styles, but to watch how they all did things is what it was important for me as an assistant coach is they all had a different way of doing things, uh, similar in certain areas, but different in other areas. So I just, you know, you, you sit back and watch and see how they interact with people, how they treat people, uh, baseball field wise, uh, just overall gamesmen, you know, learning the game and how they, the, the flow of a game, the offense strategy, defense strategy, even pitching strategies, uh, recruiting, uh, alumni relationships. There's so many things that you can learn from uh, where you work. And for myself, I just, I'm very lucky that I've had, I've had four uh, great um, head coaches that have helped me grow to where I'm at today. So you take a little bit of everybody that you've worked for and you, you create your own style. And, and But there's a lot of little things that I've taken from those guys to be who I am here and uh, hopefully it continues to grow. And, and as we all know, you're always wanting to get better. Um, but I was blessed to be around, you know, four great guys and, Unfortunately, one has passed away, uh, but there's still three around that I still talk to, and I'm very thankful uh, with relationships I have. Well, Coach, we certainly appreciate 20 minutes of your time here on a Monday afternoon. Best of luck to you and the Titans um, against Loyola Marymount, and then certainly this weekend when when you're not playing the Pirates. I know East Carolina fans are definitely pulling for you. Uh, I was hoping you would find a way to come out of that Stanford Regional a year ago. And, you know, excited when – you were having some success early on in that regional, but um, we certainly look forward to having you back on sometime down the road and, you know, safe travels as you make your way to Greenville. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Like I said, uh, hopefully I'll see you at the field this weekend and looking forward to being back at, in Greenville, just seeing all the, the fans uh, and friends that I, that I have out there. Pirate Nation, that is third year head coach of the Fullerton Titans, and that is Jason Dietrich. Uh, We appreciate his time. Uh, Be sure to follow us on social media on X at the Sports OBJ on Instagram and TikTok at the Sports Objective. Like and follow us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. But uh, for Cal State Fullerton coach Jason Dietrich, I'm Bob Rosebaum. You've been watching and listening to the Sports Objective. We'll talk to you soon, and as always, go Pirates. There you have the thoughts of third-year head coach of the Fullerton Titans, and that is, of course, former Pirate pitching coach Jason Dietrich. The Titans are 4-3, and three, coming off a midweek win over Loyola Marymount and will play the Pirates on Saturday afternoon at 3.30 at Clark LeClaire Stadium. And now, let's move into our conversation with the first-year head coach of the Southeastern Louisiana Lions, Bobby Barbier. Uh, We caught up with Coach Barbier for about 15 minutes earlier in the week, and here's what that conversation sounded like. Bring it on. Go some, get some. How about those friggin' pirates? Yes, I am a pirate. You have to go with the pirates because, of course, they have cannons and everything. It's a pirate's life for me. Be proud of who you are and what you are. You're part. It is a first down. Because when you're 
Carolina, you go for it every time. Or you don't coach at East Carolina, you don't come to East Carolina, you don't play at East Carolina with a weak heart. Write it. I think I've ever been in a building as loud as that was. It was deafening in there. We will get them on. I can promise you that. You're watching the Sports Objective, the podcast for pirates. What is going on, Pirate Nation? Welcome into the Sports Objective, a short edition of the program that we call On Deck, of course, previewing East Carolina baseball's upcoming opponents. The Pirates, of course, travel to Old Dominion on Tuesday, but this weekend, the Keith LeClaire Classic now, uh, two-plus decades under this event has taken place, and it's one that means so much to the East Carolina fans, uh, as we all know. But uh, on Sunday, the Pirates will be taking on southeastern Louisiana. And uh, southeastern Louisiana has a first-year head coach, and right now I'm very excited to be joined by him, and that is Bobby Barbier. Coach Barbier, we appreciate your time this evening. You got it, man. I appreciate the intro. That's pretty neat. So, but, yeah. Uh, good to be with you guys. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you're there in your, your first season in Hammond, Louisiana, at southeastern Um very tradition-rich baseball program, uh, so many conference championships, and I believe it, you had a 10-year run, you know, obviously, you know, prior to your arrival, um, because you're in your first year, as I stated, but uh, I think from 08 to 18, this program won 35-plus games and won 40 games on, uh, or in several of those seasons, so you certainly uh, are in a great place. So talk about that decision to leave your alma mater to to go to southeastern Louisiana. Sure, I mean I got to watch um, I got to watch from across the state just kind of what what they had here, um, and I, I love my alma mater. And it, we it was uh, it was really tough decision, but it was it came down to you know a, a chance for for me and my family to to come to a spot that that we thought we could we could really you know be here for a little bit and 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 have all the resources to win. And I mean, also my family's from down here in South Louisiana. I'm a South Louisiana guy. So it's, um, it's just kind of one of those things where the opportunity presented itself. It was the first call from the AD. I kind of said, Hey, I don't think so. And then he, he kind of let me know what, you know, what, what, what commitment they made to baseball here, which is, you know, I would imagine um, not, not everywhere has it like that you guys do you guys have have great commitment to baseball so you know what it's like so um it's nice when the administration appreciates baseball and what in the, the the sport and how fast it's growing and what it can do for your school yeah no doubt um and as you stated obviously in east carolina i'm very fortunate and with the the passion that pirate fans and the community have for baseball and we saw that over the weekend with east carolina in North Carolina, two top 15 teams this year, and um, you know, so so much success for each of those programs, and 16,000 plus attended that three-game traveling series. But um, your ball club, um, you've obviously 
won a couple of series already in Tarleton State and then also a familiar foe uh, with the UAB Blazers out of the American Athletic Conference um, dropped a midweek game to South Alabama. But uh, what have you seen uh, from your ball club thus far? Well, I like our fight, you know, um, the, the things that, that we can control. I think we've we've done well. Um, we hadn't played perfect by any stretch of imagination. We uh, we've, we've had some rotten innings in there in those in those first few games. But I do like um, like right now when you're when you're a first year coach, you you know, you go through seven, eight months of, of getting your team ready to play and you, you do all the things you think you need to do to, to get them prepared. But it's always different when those lights come on. You know, and it's it's uh, it's having guys on your in your dugout stepping up and and, and doing things that need to be done. And we, you know, we went we went a long time this year. It seems like without getting a big hit. And then once you finally got one that Saturday at UAB, it kind of became a little easier the next day. So hopefully that kind of broke the ice for us a little bit. But we've gotten pretty good starting pitching um, on the weekends, which is kind of which has carried us a little bit. Um, but I, our team, Manta. It's a bunch of South Louisiana guys and South and Texas guys and guys from the South that like to play really hard and, and, and try to get after you. You talk about pitching kind of carrying you thus far. Um, like I mentioned, a couple of series wins. I did notice you know, your team batting average, not what you would like for it to be. But at the same time, as we know, I mean, the, the batting average is not necessarily – always an indication of quality at bat. So tell us about your ball club offensively and who some of your leaders are. Sure. I mean, we, you know, I think the one reason the pitching numbers are so good and the offensive numbers are so bad is we've, we've played in some really pitcher-friendly environments. And uh, if you've been around baseball long enough, you know how how much it can affect the game. Uh, we've had the wind blowing in 15 miles an hour plus for probably five of the seven. So, um, which which is fine. It's got to it, it's that way for both teams. Um but I, I really like our offense. I really do. I mean, we can go left-handed, right-handed. We got some power. We can run a little bit. Um, we got guy named Jake Hayes who actually came with me from Northwestern. He he's an all-conference shortstop. He plays second for us. Um, a guy named um, Ryan Brome, who's 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 had about eighty percent quality at bats with not much to show for it uh, as far as numbers go. And some of those balls start to land, you know, which helped to score some runs here in the last two games. So it's a I think I think our offense is 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 coming. I think it's gonna it just it's taking a little while. We've had some some tough luck. We faced some decent arms. We had some you know we got we got we got all excuses, but it's, when it comes down to it, it's just baseball. You know, it's just the the nature of the game. There's ebbs and flows in it. And first few first few games we've had, it's been a lot more beneficial for the pitchers. And I don't think it'll be that way all year long. So I'm excited to see you know this these two midweek games we have and and see us swing the bat a little bit. Obviously, year one, you know, but eventually, you know, when uh, when you're clicking on all cylinders, and you know, how do you want to play offensively? I'm, I'm a stand up and hit kind of guy. Like I want to, I like doubles and homers, and um, I think the the game is is trending more that way with the balls and bats. You know, we we and you know, I've been around it long enough to see it all. I've seen where gorilla ball when um, you know where LSU's hitting 150 homers I've seen where you had to hit it twice to get it out the yard and um it, it changes and we got to change with it you know as coaches so uh, I think the game is trending more towards like it used to be where, where power is a, a big part of it I think you'll see multiple teams with 100 plus homers this year um I think you'll see a lot of teams that have 
you know, three, four, five guys with with twelve to fifteen or even more than that. So, I think I think in order to you know, we we talk about putting pressure on a, an opposing staff. That's how I want to put pressure on them. I want to put a pressure. It's not mean not to say we're going to have a bunch of homers this year or anything like that. Or but that's the style that that I I I like to play. Now when when it's time to steal a base, we got to we steal a base. When we're down three to two in the ninth on Friday night, we're man on first and, and two outs, and we thought we could run, and, and we stole second base. We didn't get them in, but we put ourselves in a good spot because we were a little more dynamic than just stand up and hit, you know. So it it was it that's the style I like. Um, I mean I'm. I, I played at 235 pounds, so you know, you know, I like to ball the fence. So that that's kind of how I like to do it. I agree. It seems seems as though the game's in a pretty good spot. Um, you recall back a little over a decade ago, the BB Core era. You know, it was kind of went too far the other way, where right. you went from seeing guys playing the warning track as outfielders um, to against uh, many of the you know those same bats. Uh, you know, hitters, that is, uh, and just playing, you know, not much more than halfway through the outfield. It, it was an extreme shift. Yeah, but, uh, and, it, and, it, and it, I mean, if you weren't dynamic on offense, it really hurts you. You know, if you couldn't do, if you, if you built your your team full of um, full of lugs, like homer home run hitters, and you, you you had a tough time when the batch changed that way. And, and you know, in a perfect world, we want guys that can do multiple things, right? We want a guy that can seal a base, hit a ball in the gap, and, you know, play really good defense. Um, when you kind of the, the mid-major level, and I know they call you all mid-major school, but I don't think that's the case. But in the mid-major level, sometimes you get a guy with, you know, you got to pick a one tool or the other sometimes, you know. And, um, you know, that's – and we've got some guys that can do both, but uh, that that BB Core era, man, it was. I was at University of Alabama, um, there coaching third base, and man, it's, it's hard to coach third base when the outfielders play on second base. <laughs> so. Right. <clears throat> kind of shifting over and you know, talking about your your ball club from a pitching standpoint and defensively. Tell us about your weekend rotation and how those guys have fared um, through the first two weekends. Yeah, well, we we ran out. We ran out three right-handers. Um, the the first two weekends, we've got five. I, it, it won't show up as quality starts five out of six, but I think it's five out of six. Our Friday night guy, that pitch count at the opening in the opener, but man, he was competing his tail off. And um, and our our Saturday guys had two good starts. Our Sunday guy was wonderful, six innings, one run in the open the opening weekend. It wasn't. You know, struggled this past weekend. We picked him up because he picked us up the first one. So, <clears throat> but we're we're right-handed heavy starter-wise, and got a few lefties in the pen. But it's um, it's it's just neat watching them come together. You know, it's neat watching them, all the work they put in, and and seeing seeing who runs to the moment, who runs away from it. You know, I mean, that's a big part of our sport is is um, you know, when it when it gets tight, who wants the ball hit to him? Who wants to make the pitch? Who wants to have the at bat? And and you got to be authentic, and you got to genuinely want it, you know. And that's um, that separates a lot of guys. So seeing who, seeing who those guys are, and, and letting those roles establish themselves throughout the, this preseason before conference play is, is going to be really important for us. Yeah, and uh, obviously, as we were discussing, all fair a five game week for the Lions. So um, definitely much baseball to be played um, in a couple midweek games before heading to Greenville. Um, how's your how's your club perform defensively 
we've done okay. I mean, we've made some silly errors. Um, so the error, the 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 fielding percentage is probably low, and I bet three or four of those is us kicking the ball in the outfield. Um, but we we've uh, we've done well. We got our shortstop has played really well. T.J. Salvaggio, I think he had 15 assists over the weekend. I mean, he 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 was he was kind of a our MVP without you know hitting 600. But he um, he's done a good job for us. Like I told you, our shortstop from Northwestern that came over, Jake Hayes, is playing second. I really like those two up the middle. They they're good players. Um, so there we got a lot of we've got a lot of guys. Um, we've kind of rotated quite a few guys in the outfield. We've got kind of like more defensive group that we play sometimes or put in for defense, and a, you know, kind of more physical group that that we try to bang it around with. But I I, I like our defense, and like I've said before, I think. I think the numbers this early are, are a little tough to just evaluate the numbers. It's more the individual plays and, and what, can, what, what can we do a little better. Our um, Spencer Goodwin does our all of our infield shifting and things like that and positioning. He's the, done a phenomenal job with that. So I think that's a huge part of defense too and, and taking away hits. Talking about this event, uh, you know, obviously Cal State Fullerton taking part in it. Uh, there's a connection there. Jason Dietrich, the head coach of the Titans, had been East Carolina's pitching coach in 2020 and 2021, and uh, so pretty obvious what what happened there. But uh, you know, just talk about uh, how Southeastern was uh, you know invited to to take part in the Keith Leclerc Classic, and I believe this is at least the second time uh, the Lions have done so, and um, it's it's quite the event for a great cause. And some tremendous teams have been in it over the years, and um, no different this weekend. In addition to yourselves, on the 11th ranked Pirates, Cal State Fullerton, as I mentioned, um, who were in a regional a year ago at Stanford, already took a series from Stanford this year, and also the Purdue Boilermakers out of the Big Ten. Yeah, we're excited. I mean, I I'm, I can't claim I haven't gotten anything done here because it was done before I got here. Uh, I I know Cliff. Uh, well, from his time at LSU and sitting watching games with him, and um, you know, so when I got the job here, we talked, and you know, we were still invited. Thank goodness, but uh, we've, um, you know, we're 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 fired up. I mean, we don't we don't get to travel across the country to play very much. You know, we're we're pretty regional in our scheduling. Get to places by a bus, and to be able to to be able to do this, and, and such a, I mean, I I knew about this tournament, you know, not having any involvement with it um for a long time so it's uh it's something that that i hope our guys cherish you know i hope they hope they run to it I hope they they uh they're excited about playing against good teams you know i mean i think that's important to, to challenge ourselves versus good teams and, and go and play in environments that are that are different and then challenge ourselves against different styles of play i think um you know, I mean, Cal State Fulton's probably going to play a little differently than Purdue, probably going to play a little differently than, than East Carolina, you know, and we're going to, we got teams in our league that do the same thing. So it'll be, it'll be good for, it'll be good for our team. Um, be good to, you know, we had our first road trip this past weekend. and I think the road, your team kind of comes together a little bit. You know, you don't get to go, you don't get to go home and go to your apartment or dorm room after the game. You know, you got to, you got to hang out with each other. And I think that that helps guys come together. So we're, we're um we're we're fired up about about coming out there after we after we play these two midweek games. I know you guys are located what 50, 60 miles east of Baton Rouge and then about sixty miles or so north of New Orleans. Um believe you typically play LSU during the midweek. Um so 
so um, uh, an excellent environment there. Obviously, one of the top in college baseball. Yeah, no, they, they do. You told job. you guys, if anything, uh, regarding regarding the atm- regarding the atmosphere at Clark Leclerc Stadium in the jungle. Yeah, I mean, we'll 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 talk about it um, when it when it gets there. I mean, I don't, I don't think, um, like I said, we got four other games before we get to that one. But it's, um, yeah, I, I think, I and maybe I'm just an old man that's played in a bunch of baseball. I mean, like I said, I was at Alabama for five years and we played in a bunch of really good environments. And I, I, when I played, also I did nothing but just enjoy those things. You know, I don't. I guess some guys put pressure on themselves and. Um, you know, and let things get to them and all that stuff. But I, I think I think our bunch will, will enjoy it. I really do. I think they'll they'll embrace it. They'll um, they'll really uh, they'll really step up. You know, to the to the moment when we when when that happens. And um, you know, I, I've I've heard a lot of good things about that environment, so I'm, I'm excited to hear it, to see it in person. Well, Coach, genuinely appreciate you know 15 to 20 minutes of your time this evening. Safe travels to you and the Lions as you make your way to Greenville. And, uh, you know, if the Pirates and Lions meet in the future, we'd love to have you back on the show. You got it. Come say hello in the dugout if y'all aren't feeling. So, appreciate you. Sounds good, Coach. Pirate Nation, that is the first-year head coach of the Southeastern Louisiana Lions, and that is Bobby Barbier. Um, Be sure to follow us on social media on TikTok and Instagram at the Sports Objective on X at the Sports OBJ. Like and follow us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We will talk to you soon. And as always, go Pirates. You're watching the Sports Objective, the podcast for Pirates. There you have the thoughts of first-year head coach at Southeastern Louisiana, Bobby Barbier, as he will bring his Lions to the Keith LeClaire Classic this weekend in Greenville. Earlier, you heard from former East Carolina pitching coach Jason Dietrich. Coach Dietrich, in his third season there in Fullerton, guiding that proud Titans program, took him to a regional in 2023. They're off to a 4-3 start following a midweek victory over Loyola Marymount. But that will do it for this edition of the show. Be sure to join us on Sunday night for extra innings presented by pgxgloves.com. We appreciate Mark Minikazi's support of the program. Be sure to follow us on social media. On X, you can find us at the Sports OBJ on TikTok and Instagram at the Sports Objective. Like and follow us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel where we are closing in on 1,200 subscribers. But for Jason Dietrich, the head coach at Cal State Fullerton, Bobby Barbier of Southeastern Louisiana, I am Bubba Rosenbaum, and you've been listening to the Sports Objective. We'll talk to you soon, and as always, go Pirates. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.